Om Namo Bhagavati Vasudevaya So this morning we are reading in Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 7, Chapter 14, and this is text 42, and it's the conclusion of the chapter, where at the end of this chapter uh, we have been, uh, Krishna has been uh, speaking about the, uh, uh, well, it's not Krishna, but anyway, he's been speaking about the, the, the Brahmanas uh, and how It starts out by saying how deity worship was introduced in the temple, and then um, then uh, goes on to say, recall that uh, Krishna doesn't appreciate uh, the worship by somebody who is envious of devotees, and then it's uh, gone on to say how the. Brahmanas are especially dear to Krishna. They are called in the last verse uh, Hades Tanum, the body of God. <laughs> Literally. Huh? And so, well, representation, Prabhupada says, representatives of God, uh, qualified Brahmana. Uh, uh, is this, this person. So now to continue with the same thing, the text number forty-two. Nanu, Nanu Asya, Asya Brahmana, Brahmana Rajan, Rajan Krishnasya, Krishnasya Jagatatmanaha, Jagatatmanaha Punantaha. Ararajasa Tilokim Daivata Mahat Nanavasya Brahmana Rajam Krishnasya Jagadatmanaha Punanta Pararajasa Trilokim Daivatam Mahat Nanvasya Brahmana Rajan Krishnasya Jagadatmanaha Punanta Paralajasa Shilokim Daivatam Mahat 
Namvasya Brahmana Rajan Krishnasya Vidatmanaha Punanta Para Rajasa Shilokim Daivatam Mahat Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, 
by the dust of their lotus feet. Trilokim, the three worlds. Daivatam, worshipable. Mahat, most exalted. Translation, my dear King Yudhishthira, the Brahmanas especially, those engaged in preaching the glories of the Lord throughout the entire world are recognized and worshipped by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is the heart and soul of all creation. The Brahmanas, by their preaching, sanctify the three worlds with the dust of their lotus feet, and thus they are worshipable even for Krishna. Now, Srila Prabhupada's purport, as admitted by Lord Krishna in Bhagavad Gita 1869, Nachatasman The Brahmanas preach the cult of Krishna consciousness all around the world, and therefore, although they worship Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the Lord also recognizes them as worshipable. The relationship is reciprocal. The Brahmanas want to worship Krishna, and similarly, Krishna wants to worship the Brahmanas. In conclusion, therefore, the Brahmanas and Vaishnavas who are engaged in preaching the glories of the Lord must be worshipped by religionists, philosophers, and people in general. At the Rajasuya Yajna of Maharaj Yudhishthira, many hundreds and thousands of Brahmanas were present, yet Krishna was selected to be worshipped first. Therefore, Krishna is always the Supreme Person, but by His causeless mercy, He recognizes the Brahmanas as dearmost to Him. Uh, thus, in the Bhaktivedanta purports of the 7th Canto, 14th chapter of the, sec- the Srimad Bhagavatam entitled, Ideal Family Life. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Srimati Bhaktivedanda Swaminiti Ramani Namaste Sarasatte Deve Gauravari Pacharane Nivishesha Shunyavari Paschachade Satarane Omangyanam Timarandasya Kananjana Shalakaya Chaksuru Miritam Jainam Tasmai Sri Gaurave Namaha Manjakal Patrubhyas Chakripasindu Vibhachapatitanam so here we continue with the theme introduced here 
uh, about the uh, close relationship between uh, uh, the Lord and the Brahmanas. Uh, Prabhupada always adds the word qualified Brahmanas uh, here. And uh, then um, uh, Vaishnavas and Brahmanas are kind of pushed together also uh, in, in, in his uh, uh, reading of, of this text. Uh, uh, Prabhupada says in the previous purport, you may recall, a Vaishnava knows that he is, that Krishna is not only Brahman, but also uh, that he, that, that he, the, the Vaishnava, is not only Brahman, but also eternal servant of the Supreme Brahman. So he says here, a Vaishnava is superior to a Brahmana, because where a Brahmana knows that he is Brahman, a Vaishnava knows even more. So if you're a Vaishnava, then you're uh, 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 also uh, automatically a Brahmana. Of course, Prabhupada does this thing, uh, Bhakti Siddhanta did it, of uh, uh, the second initiation, you know, Brahminical initiation. Uh, this was started by uh, I mean by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Uh, Bhakti Vinod Thakur, uh, I understand, when somebody would be initiated by him who was from a Brahmin family, they take off their sacred thread. Uh, to show that a Vaishnava was higher than a Brahmana, and uh, so. The, we, the Brahmana was a material designation and so on, so he would like uh, have them remove their sacred threads if they were uh, uh, standard, ordinary Brahmanas. But uh, Bhakti Siddhanta reversed the process and, and Prabhupada did this shocking thing by giving Westerners who were not born in Brahmin families, you know, this the sacred, the sacred thread, and uh, so that that was that was how uh, 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 to show people that yeah. So these are people, Western people. <clears throat> you when I was a kid, you we used to read in school about how there's this horrible class of people in India called the untouchables. Well, anyone born outside of India is an untouchable. You know? So it's like a, a really radical thing to do to to give people who are not born in Brahmin families uh, uh, initiation into the Brahminical mantras and the sacred thread and all these things like that, and uh, <clears throat> and but if you're going to do deity worship and all that kind of stuff, you 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 know. You shouldn't have all the proper things and, uh, that's needed for the rituals and uh, and, uh, and so on. Uh, the initiation into into Gayatri mantra and all these things, but you know, in the conventional Brahminical hereditary Brahminical families, 
you know, so a boy is given this initiation when they're like 13 years old, they have no idea of uh, much of what it means. Anyway, Prabhupada uses this word, uh, qualified brahmana. Uh, uh, it just says a brahmana in the, in, in, in the text. Uh, and But here, you notice here it says, the, the text it says just says a brahmana is worshipped by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So, but Prabhupada, you notice in his translation, the brahmanas, especially those engaged in preaching the glories of the Lord throughout the entire world, we don't see it in the text. <clears throat> so sometimes Prabhupada's criticized for, for that kind of thing. <clears throat> Uh, 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 and it's not, but it's not just he's making a preaching point. Some people say, yeah, Prabhupada's just saying this to encourage the preachers. Uh, 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 but uh, first of all, uh, the Lord here is mentioned as Jagaratmanaha, the life and soul of the whole creation. Uh, uh, so therefore, uh, and, and the, the, the brahmanas, uh, it says here, uh, and it does mention those brahmanas who uh, sanctify uh, punataha. Uh, pun means to purify. They make the whole uh, uh, three lokam, three worlds. Uh, uh, they sanctify with the padaraja, the dust of their feet. So this is talking about brahmanas going everywhere. Uh, uh, and so, in this way, this is where Prabhupada gets this from, because, because it's uh, uh, how the, the brahmanas are actually sanctifying the three worlds. That means they're going everywhere. Uh, and... Uh, and they go everywhere because the Lord is everywhere. He's the Jagaratma. He's the He's all pervading. Because Krishna is all pervading, Prabhupada writes somewhere. Therefore, His glory should be preached everywhere. Uh -huh. And so, therefore, these brahmanas uh, are uh, uh, even for the Lord. For the Lord, they are. Uh, uh, daivata. The word daivata means uh, they are like God. Daivata means uh, comes from deva. So they have this quality of, of divinity for for Krishna. Uh, uh, so Prabhupada takes this. It's it's kind of in there about going everywhere and being everywhere and purifying the whole world but but uh, but uh, and, and and then uh, Prabhupada in the purport says as admitted by Lord Krishna and Bhagavad Gita uh, uh, 1869 Natchatasman he says, the brahmanas preach the culture of Krishna consciousness all around the world. So if you look up that verse, uh, uh, 
that the translation of that verse is Krishna saying, "There is no servant in this world more dear to me than he, nor will there ever be one more dear." Well, who, who is he talking about? Well, for one who explains this supreme secret to the devotees, yeah, among, which explains the supreme secret among the devotees, doesn't say here in this, uh, the, you, know, you, you explain it to the devotees, that person uh, uh, will, uh, it says, pure devotional services is guaranteed in the end he will come back to me. <clears throat> Uh, so uh, Prabhupada says here, however, generally it is advised that Bhagavad Gita be discussed amongst the devotees only. For those who are not devotees will understand neither Krishna nor the Bhagavad Gita. So Prabhupada mentions somewhere, this is said, actually, you know, you should really have qualified people. Uh, but he says, uh, devotees in preaching Krishna consciousness, maybe not everybody will be qualified, but we take this risk on behalf of, 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 of Krishna. Those who do not accept Krishna as he is and Bhagavad Gita as it is should not try to explain Bhagavad Gita whimsically and become offenders. So now it's talking about the people who are pre preaching it. Uh, they, they should not uh, do this. Uh, Bhagavad Gita should be explained to persons who are ready to accept Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So, basically what Prabhupada did when he, when he started to preach all over the world is begin to make people qualified. And he just started out by feeding people prasadam, you know, he made an ashram, had everybody, people moved in the ashram, and he fed them. He cooked and he fed them all the time. Uh, and uh, picked up their clothes and washed it and brought it back and all those kinds of things. And then gradually told them, you know, what, what, what was going on. Introduced the regulative principles slowly, slowly, slowly. You know, it was... It was it was a gradual process like that, but he made the audience. He saw the potential was there and that people were interested, and he broke the news to them about the regulative principles and uh, came as a shock uh, uh, sometimes like that. Uh, <clears throat> so, the point is that, that when Prabhupada is... Uh, 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 Presenting Bhagavad Gita uh, and Srimad Bhagavatam, we are all doing it uh, through uh, uh, or under the, the the umbrella of Lord Chaitanya and Lord Chaitanya's desire, uh, deep desire that be Krishna consciousness be spread all over the world. This is in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, where Lord Chaitanya is presented as a gardener who's planted this seed of, of, of Krishna Bhakti. Uh, 
and the fruit is coming uh, of Krishna Prema, and he's all that all these trees are bearing fruit. <coughs> Who will help me? He's an anxiety. I've planted this tree, the fruit is coming. Who will, who will uh, help me? I'm looking for helpers. He really wants people to, to help him. And it's mentioned <laughs> also in Chaitanya Charitamrita that when Krishna came and spoke Bhagavad Gita and showed his Vrindavan pastimes, that, that he brought with him the whole uh, treasure house of love of God. But it was still locked. It's confidential. I mean, Krishna uses these words, guhyam, guhyatam, I'm secret, highly secret. Uh, and Prabhupada said, uh, confidential means not everyone will be able to appreciate it. Uh, uh, so it is confidential. But nevertheless, uh, it was locked when, when Krishna came. But then, when uh, Panchatattva chanted and danced, uh, in, as doing that, they broke the locks of this storehouse, and they, they took out the contents, and they gave it away to everybody, and they didn't care who was fit and who was not fit. There is a famous American comedian, Groucho Marx, uh, one, of, one of his jokes that uh, people remember is, uh, is uh, he was told he was invited to join a very exclusive club, only high-class people. And he said, you want me to join that club? He said, I would never join a club that would have me as a member. <laughs> Can't be that high class if they're asking me, you know. So we may think, oh, uh, Krishna consciousness is so uh, important. How come I know it? So, so elevated. And that's the mercy of, of Lord Chaitanya. Not to consider even who is fit and unfit. When the Chaitanya Charitamrita talks about Lord Chaitanya or the Panchatattva uh, taking out the breaking up into the storehouse of love of God and stealing all the contents and giving it away you have to think of Krishna breaking into the storehouse where the gopis are keeping all the butter and the yogurt and stealing it and giving it to the monkeys you know I'm, I'm sure that that image is in in the back of that uh, that example um so devotees are very merciful. Uh, Lord Chaitanya is more, most merciful, merciful, and, and we can start people doing things like chanting Hare Krishna, uh, taking Krishna prasadam. Doesn't matter. You don't have to be initiated uh, to chant the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, and if you never get initiated, it's still potent. Yeah. The other things are just to help. Uh, uh, so uh, uh, this is uh, this is Srila uh, Prabhupada's mission, and the the, the mission of the uh, the devotees. Uh, 
uh, here uh, to fulfill this. Uh, and you can see here, so, so anyway, when Prabhupada reads Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita, we're doing it now uh, uh, through the, 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 the understanding given to us by Lord Chaitanya and presented by Jiva Goswami and Rupa Goswami and so on, uh, making it uh, public. So uh, in, in that regard, I don't think a Prabhupada can be accused of reading something into the text. Because you'll be, you know, scholars will say, oh, that's not there, and so on. But they don't have the uh, actual understanding. Uh, they don't accept the whole thing, you know. The whole, and the whole thing is that uh, the Lord appears in the Kali Yuga. It's in the Bhagavatam. And, uh, and, and, and the Bhagavad Gita itself is not a standalone text. It's the, uh, where the Bhagavad Gita ends, Bhagavatam begins. It's the kind of introduction to the, uh, the Bhagavatam. Uh, so, here, uh, uh, we, should, we, should, we, should, we should understand, uh, first of all, that, that Krishna himself is devoted to his devotees. Now, you see that even in his Vrindavan Leela. These are his, the cowherd boys are his devotees. The, uh, the gopis are his devotees. Uh, Radharani is the best of his devotees, and he uh, worships her. That way. So, so God has a religion. You know, we have that, the idea of of, of, of God based on a, a kind of a person who has no, who's so superior to everybody else that, that uh, doesn't enter into relationships, really. You know, he's just there to be uh, worshipped and admired, but doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't, uh, 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 yeah, God is the sort of king, the monarch who's aloof, from everybody and, and, and special, uh, but 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 here it's it's, it's because because the Lord is a person that means enters into relationships with other people, uh, and uh, <coughs> and so we should we should, that, that's why it is important for us to also. Uh, have good relationships with devotees because devotees who have dedicated their lives uh, to, to the Lord's mission, uh, Krishna feels grateful, feels thankful. Uh, and uh, and so, so, so therefore it's really important uh, that, that we, we not, we avoid this Vaishnava Aparad or um, uh, and and, uh, and uh, uh, please Krishna uh, by 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 uh, uh, taking care of the devotees. Krishna, if there's somebody who's a devotee of Krishna, one serves the devotee. Krishna is more pleased. 
He says, uh, if you want to please a Prabhupada says this, use the example, there's some very, very rich person you want to please. What can you give them? They've already got everything. You want to give them some gift, they have everything. But if that rich man has a son and you give him uh, like a, you know, five cent piece of candy and the son is happy, then you've, you know, it's just, you you, you've pleased, uh, pleased the rich man. So similarly, he says, if you simply serve devotees, if we simply serve devotees and please the devotees, then Krishna is really happy. And we've, 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 we've automatically uh, made, uh, uh, yeah, we've, we've automatically uh, served Krishna uh, in, in that way. Uh, uh, so here, uh, 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 Prabhupada is taking the word Brahmana as qualified Brahmana, and the, the quali- really qualified Brahmana is the Vaishnava, because you'll meet you'll meet Brahmanas technically who are impersonalists or karma content, really experts at religion and giving people pious fruits of their works and everything. Prabhupada does not regard those people as really the qualified ones. So anyway, uh, that Prabhupada's point, uh, as he said to the reporters, why have you come to the West? I've come to give you a brain. Uh, this is the, the Brahmanas. Society is lacking in guidance and intelligence. Uh, uh, for our brains, we turn to material scientists who can, who can give uh, guidance in, in technology and making more and more terrible weapons of destructions and and all those kinds, but can't, you know, you've got this little iPhone and things like that, and you have access to so much information. You know, we have the World Wide Web now, and most of it's pornography. A huge amount of the content is just <laughs> pornography. Is that really elevated? Is that, you know, I mean, it's just, this is, there's no responsibility for how to actually make people better human beings. The, the, to, to guide people toward their self-realization and their actual happiness, their welfare. Uh, our standard of advancement is, is economic development. And then the people who have some economic development, now what are we supposed to do? They don't know. They've got to spend my time somehow or other and, and the, 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 the result is not good. So there, there is no, there is nobody to guide anybody uh, toward our ultimate fulfillment. We, we are spirit souls. We are eternal, full of knowledge and full of bliss. We, we should, we should know how to people to deliver people from the illusion of death. For having an identity, that, that, to experience oneself as an eternal servant of God. Uh, now, so so that you can understand that you can live without your body, <laughs> and how to do that, and how to have a life that doesn't depend upon the course of material nature. That we have that secret, the, we, and we know how to do it. We just have to apply this 
and uh, but all these distractions, the the trouble. See, our first level, intra-level understanding is aham brahmasmi, right? I am, I am, I'm spirit soul. I'm not the body. But the idea is to experience oneself, not just in theory, but in practice, that I am a spiritual being, I'm not the body. And that's why we have regulative principles. Uh, uh, But people don't understand that these are, as Prabhupada calls them, the regulative principles of freedom. That sounds to people like a contradiction in terms. Regular principles of freedom? What is this? Because the, the problem with sense gratification is that uh, every time one engages in sense gratification, it reinforces the false identification with the body. And otherwise, sense gratification is the cause of death, or the illusion of death. It's deadly. But if that's the only thing that people know as happiness, they're just eating poison all the time. And, and it's being sold to them as, you know, this will give you happiness. So, so people people just 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 don't have any understanding of this and uh, that's what we want to want to help people to understand how their ultimate well-being can only be secured uh, through uh, things that, uh, the principles of Krishna consciousness that's that's but nobody's telling them because they, they want to make money and so, addicts are the best customers. They get everybody addicted in some way or another to sense gratification. And look what it's done. That because people become so greedy and so selfish, that practically destroying the whole world. There's no, no balance. So the, the world needs that brain. The world needs brahmanas. Uh, and, and, and people need to find the actual way to happiness. Uh, and uh, Prabhupada has it. The next chapter in this Bhagavad Gita, in the Bhagavatam, is instructions for civilized human beings. Uh, oh, wow, how, what is that like? Well, because uh, it'll we'll, take off where the importance of brahmanas are there, who give the guidance and how one should uh, conduct. Uh, 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 these uh, under the guidance what does it really mean to be civilized Hmm. we'll find out okay any questions or comments yeah about uh, which ways it is uh, to worship the devotees or the preachers what does it mean how to do that in different ways. In different ways? Just how you can be of service to somebody. How, what, what you can do to, to help them. First of all, is to be respectful. Now, of course, you know, it's a little difficult sometimes when you live in the association of devotees and there are you know, conflicts and uh, disagreements. Prabhupada sometimes called it transcendental disagreement. 
It's transcendental when there's a difference. Let's serve Krishna like that. This, let's serve Krishna like that. Uh, so you, but you'll find that everybody's not transcendental, and, and and not everybody in the society of devotees is always that pure, mixed. You know, some some. So sometimes you have have to say anybody who is at least attracted to Krishna consciousness, that's the, their good quality, and I should help them see that Krishna consciousness is attractive by being attractive myself. You shouldn't have to become a devotee in spite of the devotees. I, I mean, it was in the beginning. Uh, I mean, you 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 come in the temple. You first first few times you've been in the temple. Uh, you come in and there's a kitchen. You see a kitchen and you look in to see what's going on. And somebody would jump down your throat. Don't look in the kitchen. That food is being offered to Krishna. You shouldn't be trying to enjoy it, you know. Or you'd blow out a candle or something, you know, with your mouth. Don't blow out that candle with your mouth. The mouth is the dirtiest part of the body. You know, like there, you there. Everybody was in the mood of chastisement and and heavy too. One of my one time I was coming to the temple very early on. And I stepped outside, and there was this gorgeous sunset. And there was a, some 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 uh, a girl, lady, a devotee from the temple, uh, also outside. And I said, "Oh, what a beautiful sunset!" She said, "It is not beautiful. It's awful. And if you think it's beautiful, you'll just have to take birth again." <laughs> to enjoy it. So I was, okay, I got over it. I, yeah, she's right, you know. But the, the devotee was not also, you know, at the, at, I mean, an uh, old devotee was somebody who'd been a devotee two years, you know, so like, that not much chance. But you had to put up with things like that, you know. Hopefully we're a little more <coughs> mature now. Than, than this kind of uh, th- this kind of thing it was it was really hard. I mean, they were always in the mode of chastising you and telling you that you were horrible or awful or you know, all this other kind of stuff. But you can see that they were actually still attached to beautiful sunsets and so many other things and uh, having a hard time and kind of getting very harsh with themselves also. You know? So we should try to we should try to make the society of devotees attractive to other people. And uh, we can do that best by being friendly. We should be the friends to everybody and encouraging people uh, and, uh, and cultivating good relationships among ourselves as much as possible. You won't get, you won't get along with everybody. Uh, and, and we are together, uh, not because of any, you know, this is our little group, this is our social circle, this is our extended family, only because we have Krishna consciousness in common. So I, 
I, when I became a devotee, that was uh, when I was in the temple with all these people. I, I just was so startled by the people I was with. <laughs> and, and I realized that, that uh, I was getting to know the human race. Because, you know, if just based on our sense gratification, the people we get to know are people that are socially or intellectually or somehow compatible, you know, astrologically compatible, whatever, you know. The, that the, and so we meet people uh, in the normal course of material life, we meet people, and then within a few minutes, I, I either I'll keep a polite distance or, you know, I'll get to know those people more. And so we're all selective in that way. But when you join the Society of Devotees, there's people that, that if just based on material, whatever it may be, you know, we would never uh, have anything to do with these people. And it's just, you know, for, for material reasons. So I was getting to know the human race for the first time. That so, so that was an interesting experience. <laughs> but it had its difficulties, you know. Especially, you know, when you have an idea of how a temple room should be painted. And I have my idea of what's in good taste, and other people have their idea of what's in good taste. And uh, you know, Sometimes you had to put up with uh, things that you thought were pretty ugly, but somebody else thought was beautiful. In fact, you thought it was not only ugly, but tacky, low class, you know. But, oh, no, this is really gorgeous, you know. Anyway, that those kind of things are, are there. So you have to get, you know, have to, have to have a kind of broad vision and have to say, whatever... Uh, this difficulties or shortcomings this person has, if they're attracted to Krishna consciousness, then that's, that's the main thing. That's the important thing. Uh, and uh, and uh, we, we, we should try to become friends with people. Uh, another thing that was very, very difficult in, in the beginning is if you had... Uh, people wanted the, to be pure devotees immediately, and of course nobody was. And people were falling short in many ways, but nobody would admit it or even discuss it. They kept it all a secret. You know, so so uh, then there was a lot of concealment going on, and then uh, fault finding, like Ramachandra Puri. You know how much you know. How much are you eating, and how much are you eating, and how much are you, that, and so on and so forth. All this kind of thing uh, starts starts to become uh, make things uncomfortable. Uh, so, so uh, 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 yeah, uh, the, the, these are all, all these problems are there. Nevertheless, it is very hard. Uh, to advance in Krishna consciousness without the association of devotees. As, as a, uh, if you're surrounded by completely materialistic people who think that the ultimate goal of life is sense gratification, you're going to have a very hard time uh, and, and become infected by the atmosphere. So 
at least we have a spiritual atmosphere, at least we have people worshipping deities. So, so many things that we couldn't do all by ourselves. And this is the Sankirtan movement. We, we, you, going back to Godhead is a group project. So we have to we have we have to appreciate the association of devotees. Yeah. I have like uh, three questions and one, so you can answer them any how you want to. Uh, how will ISKCON become recognized as the brain of society, and is it happening? And what can we do locally? Well, uh, how will ISKCON become recognized as the brains of society? Mm, by becoming the brains of society. <laughs> First of all, we, we have to... I mean, the, the, the Brahmana has jnana vijnana astikyam. Astikyam means uh, you know the, the scripture. And jnana vijnana, you have knowledge of what's in, in the text, and vijnana means you know how to apply it. So the knowledge we have has to be seen by people as valuable. Ultimately the brahmanas are supposed to be guiding the government. Uh, so sometimes uh, what we have to offer will not be accepted until other things fail. I have to say. Uh, 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 but but that, that that's that's what we, we 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 should be doing: giving people guidance of how to live properly. Uh, what we rec knowledge, uh, what we have to offer knowledge that I'm not the body, that I'm spirit soul. This is not regarded as knowledge. It's regarded as religious belief. But actually, it's knowledge. Uh, uh, and knowledge means vijnana, realize knowledge. Real, when Prabhupada says realize, you can experience it for yourself. Uh, but material scientists, they'll do experiments on other things or other people, but not themselves. You have to do the experiment on yourself. Uh, but but knowledge, according to Bhagavad Gita, depends upon sattva, goodness. Uh, when when, uh, when you, we are situated just a, in, in even material goodness, you can see things in the right way, see hear things in the right way, and so on. Uh, <coughs> people don't know this anymore. So I think we we have to exemplify it ourselves put it into practice as much as possible. Um, I believe that when we are qualified and can actually give guidance to society, Krishna's arrangement will be there that we will be in a position to be recognized and people will take shelter of Krishna consciousness. So our, our knowledge is also practical. It also involves, uh, uh, Prabhupada wanted to have our farm communities to show how to live on the land and cows. Uh, that should be done, that, that part of the practical implementation. 
because because you know the the, the economic uh, basis of a, the basis of a whole society is determined by its means of production. I think Karl Marx was right in this observation. The mode of production determines the nature of society, and the whole uh, industrial development, which we, is being celebrated everywhere, is progress, is mistaken. We, we think progress really began, uh, you know, I, I, in the 19th century with the beginning of industrialization. And it did do some things, make some improvements, but it was also doing some a lot of destruction. And so you're taking the short-term gain uh, and ignoring the long-term consequences. But now the long-term consequences are beginning to show up. People will be getting looking more and more for an alternative. Now, there are very many people who are uh, invested in material means of perfecting society. And they don't want to give up on it. <coughs> they can't say we've been making big mistakes. Uh, they think that all the problems caused by technology will be solved by more technology. That's their act of faith. They just have faith in human ingenuity and technology. We can solve the problems. Well, we'll see. <laughs> but I, th I think they'll have to lose that faith. And I, but there should be an alternative. And people will come to that alternative when they begin to see it's working. So therefore, Prabhupada wanted these farm communities. We've had a hard time just adjusting to that ourselves. Uh, because we are raised in a certain way. Uh, but... Uh, so that's still a very important part of Prabhupada's to show to show people practically. But it makes sense when I saw in the in the New York Times magazine a couple of professors from the University of Massachusetts were plowing with oxen because they began to realize, yeah, we have to have. Uh, uh, energy production and food production as local as possible. This globalization is creating the problems. You know. That's why the oceans are full of plastic and you know, I mean, you can go on and on. And that we should actually energy production and when they were looking around at what was really working, well it was, it was oxen. Because then it it, 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 you know, it, it allows a few people to make enough food to feed many others, not just yourself, but others, if you multiply your efforts so that you, you can plow with oxen. Uh, so that, that, that's, that makes a people, because you, you don't have, look, uh, the basic necessities of life 
uh, are not provi- the brahmanas don't produce anything as far as people can see right even the kshatriyas they preserve a necessary function but they don't produce food it's the vaishyas who produce everything you know a small group of people and they can feed others so you don't give civilization until there's leisure you're not simply engaged you know what, what your tribal people everybody seems to all the engagements seem to, almost everybody's engaged in just getting through the day but when you have civilization that means you have settled agriculture and you have surplus and that surplus then you can have cities and you know uh, civilization so that's important that you have this surplus uh, uh, so that's the idea of, of plowing with oxen you create surplus and uh, but the, the oxen the, their fuel they, it's grown they eat the grass and the, you know, that we can't eat and uh, and you can save it for the winter and you know, keep them alive. Uh, and they produce fertilizer. You don't need you know fertilizer plants. The oxen produce fertilizer. And if you use their fertilizer properly, you, your soil becomes very, very rich and very, very productive. It's not dead anymore like like modern agricultural soil is all the you know it's just makes you dependent upon f- factories far away. So, you, you know, a tractor, well, a tractor, that means gasoline. You think it's, oh yeah, now I got a tractor, I can do so much with just one tractor. We don't need, you know, because you need more people if you have bulls and oxen and one tractor. But that tractor, it, it runs on, uh, on, on gasoline, you know, on petrol. Oh, where does the petrol come from? Well, it comes from Saudi Arabia. Oh, then we need an army to protect, you know, you know, and then you start to look what you're paying for it, actually. It's incredible. Price to pay for all this, you know. So this is, this will eventually come to be seen as a solution for people. Uh, uh, to improve the quality of their life, that, that you have everything you need, and it's very simple. But the really human energy has to be, be, uh, be, be divested. A real project should be uh, self-realization. Human life is meant for self-realization, not sense gratification. And the trouble is with sense gratification, you spend your whole life in sense gratification, the time of death comes, and you what was, you know, why was I here? What was that all about? What was that for? Why do you ask these questions? You should just die, you know? But no, you ask those questions, because you, you come to the human form of life, there is already in, in each of us a sense of a mission. I am here for some purpose. That's our higher consciousness. People don't know what the purpose is, they invest it in other things. And so they spend all their time working, and Prabhupada said, all people get is a little mental satisfaction. Oh, I was an important person. Oh, I was honored by many people. 
Well, I have a nice house. I have a nice family. That's what you get. A little mental satisfaction, which is not what you satisfies you. Anyway, what else? You have some more questions? Um, you pretty much answered all of that. Good. Well, one more. Is, is it happening? Like this, this, that is kind of becoming recognized and we are becoming the brain of the society? Some places. Some places. I think it'll still take time. Uh, Prabhupada wanted many things to, to happen that, that kind of have fallen apart. Uh, the Bhaktivedanta Institute is, is split up, and uh, so this is our problem uh, in, a, in our movement. The farms are not as many as Prabhupada wanted. Uh, uh, those farms should not just be places of practice, but of teaching others. You know, Gita Nagari, we do get people coming from a nearby university, uh, Pennsylvania State, and students come in there. So, you know, it's... But really, you know, uh, those are the kinds of things that that uh, 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 should be, be be attended to on a, on, on, by the, our governing body commission which is dealing with other problems right now, but uh, I hope they get to it. I can say they because I'm resigned. <laughs> yeah? Well, I have some questions. Uh, you mentioned that anyone who is benefited by chanting high Krishna mm-hmm. initiate or not can one develop love of Godhead completely and go back to Godhead without being initiated. Yeah, it's possible. It, it, the initiation helps. But, uh, you know, Prabhupada waited some time before he took initiation, but he said, practically, I was initiated anyway, because he accepted Bhakti Siddhanta and, and, and chanted. But he was a householder, and he was not regarded, uh, held in very high esteem by the, the main leaders of the Gaudiya Mat because they were all brahmacharis and sannyasis. Uh, so it took a while before he was initiated, but... Uh, but he said, practically I was. So uh, it's not simply based on rituals and rules and regulations. So Prabhupada said one should not avoid initiation, but, but anybody, we give them the bees and we teach them to chant. And if they simply chant, that people should be taught about offenses against the holy name so they can learn to chant while trying to give up offenses. Uh, if if you're not trying to give up offenses, then the holy name is not very potent. Uh, 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 People have noticed, have remarked to me, that a lot of devotees have noticed that when they begin chanting Hare Krishna, immediately they feel a whole lot of changes, enthusiasm and their life gets better and everything is wonderful when they first start chanting and then later especially after they get initiated it gets difficult to keep on going and the general explanation that that I've heard for this phenomena is that in the beginning Krishna gives you some extra mercy and then but then later on you have to do it yourself uh, I don't think that's what's really happening, or, or that's not a fully accurate description. 
when you first began Krishna consciousness, you come to temple, you think all the devotees are great souls. Then you get to know them. <laughs> so when you were ignorant and a fool and you thought they were all great souls, you weren't committing any Vaishnava Aparad. Then after you get to know the devotees and people got little habits and somebody uh, always leaves a wet bag right here and it's, you know and you have to keep cleaning up after them you tell them not to leave this red rag right here but they still do it you know then you you know it's harder whatever it may be that people's little habits or difficulties you know I like that so so but generally uh, one so one has to really the, the practice of Krishna, of cultivating the holy names is to chant the holy names while trying to give up offenses, one of which is Vaishnava Aparat. But the, the Bhaktivinoda Thakur and Harinam Chintamani, there's a really good uh, observation that he makes. He says that the one offense from which all the other offenses spring grow from, the kind of seed bed they all grow from, is inattentiveness while chanting. Hmm. Pramadaha in, in the list from the, that's given us of the offenses. Api pramadaha. Pramadaha literally means insanity or distraction. Hmm. Uh, 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 and, and, and so he says that, that, that if you uh, don't try to deal with this offense, uh, then you won't be successful in dealing with the others. So in a sense, uh, that makes it e easy, uh, because you know where to start. Because when we, at least when we sit down and chant rounds, we're not dealing with other people. <laughs> in fact, the only thing we're dealing with is our own mind, which wants to go away from the holy name. So, so if you chant Krishna, if you chant and, and, uh, on your beads and are thinking about so many other things, people have told me, yeah, when I'm chanting, I get so many good ideas. Uh, because uh, uh, that's offensive chanting, and the potencies of the holy name are very weak. But Clearing stage means when you notice the mind has gone away, bring it back. Because that way, to me, uh, because the, the, the Hare Krishna mantra is all in the case of vocative case. We're addressing Krishna. We're calling on Krishna. Uh, uh, and, you know, uh, yeah, they're all vocative, even though Krishna is also the vocative of, of Krishna, you know. Uh, we're calling on Krishna. Uh, uh, we're, we're, we're asking something. Uh, please engage me in your service. We're, we're called, we want a relationship. So we're asking. So we, to, by trying to pay attention, we're showing Krishna that we're interested in a relationship. And so that we can ask him, please give me devotional service. Or if there's some particular obstacle, uh, or say material attachment I have that I'm struggling to get over, please help me with this problem. 
You can do like that. It's something to think about. You can say, I'm chanting, please free me from desire for money, or free me from whatever it may be. That we have an attachment separate from Krishna. Please free me from a desire to be popular. Please free me from sexism. Whatever it is, you know, you just ask. That's, that's not distraction. You're asking on Krishna to please bring me close to you. That's the prayer. Please engage me in your service. So the corollary, the logical equivalent, is please free me from anything that stops me engaging in your service. So that's the prayer. That's chanting on the clearing stage. And we find in the Chaitanya Charitamrita that Haridas Thakur says that this, what's manifest then is called Nama Basa. It's not the pure name, but it's the dawning light of the holy name. And that Nama Basa, uh, according to Haridas Thakur, frees uh, one from all sinful reactions and brings one to the platform of mukti, liberation. And then the pure name gives Krishna prema. So that's how we should chant. When we sit down and chant, it should be, it should be with this idea of chanting on the clearing stage. Then it will be effective. But if we're chanting and committing offenses and not doing anything about it, then uh, we'll be stuck. So you want to improve the Hare Krishna movement, this is the place to start. Your own mind, your own heart. Make ourselves better. Then we'll help make other devotees better. And then the whole movement will become uh, more and more powerful. So everyone can do something. And then get other peoples to do the same thing and set the example and teach that to others so then you'll see our movement becoming more and more potent. And Krishna will send people to us as we can also take proper care of them. But sometimes if you're not failing on the main thing, you'll substitute something else. It became easy at one point to substitute collecting money for spiritual advancement. Especially if you were Americans. <laughs> the business of America is business, one former president said. <laughs> so that, that could, you could be like that. Okay? Mm -hmm. I was praying for a while too. To Krishna, to please and so much that you said I could read Bhagavad Gita with and study with and like this. But then he sent so many. <laughs> <laughs> and um, good. But I but I, I feel I'm not, you know, like taking care. I don't feel like that's enough time to each one. Well, do the best you can and ask Krishna for help. Maybe he'll send you some help too. You know. uh, it, it, it's not bad to feel that I'm not doing the best job I can. That's okay. You can be humble too, you know. 
okay, I'm not worthy of this, but I do the best I can. And I ask Krishna to help me. If I need anything more, he'll help. Either send somebody to help me or give me more power or whatever it may be. But at least you know there's a lot to be done, huh? There are lots of people to help. So we just... Well, look, Prabhupada was all by himself. Krishna sent people, they were not very qualified, but you know, those people should become more qualified. And he gradually did it. But Prabhupada had lots of... It is not that in the early days everybody was surrendered to Prabhupada. Even though Prabhupada was there, that he was recognized. So many people left. You know, we like to tell the story of this great victory and that Prabhupada was the pure devotee and everybody was Krishna conscious. Nonsense. It was worse then than it is now. Even though Prabhupada was there because so many people, you know, were, were, were not really following Krishna consciousness or found it very difficult or didn't even understand what the rules were. Malati told me this story that that uh, you know they 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 were in San Francisco and uh, her husband Shamsundar uh, was carving the Jagannath deities. Malati had found some little ones in a shop, and so Prabhupada was decided this was Krishna's sign that we should have uh, first deities will will be Jagannath whom Prabhupada said was very merciful to children and meat-eaters. And so he uh, had Shamasundar carve them. Now, uh, Shamasundar was very well connected with the uh, hippie scene in the West Coast because mostly he was the drug dealer to all the big bands like the Grateful Dead and all these people. They lived just across the street, and that was his... And so, you know, he gave up LSD and marijuana and all these things, you know. So anyway, so he was carving the Jagannath deities. Prabhupada came to inspect them. How is it going? And when he came, Shamasundar's pack of cigarettes, his palm oils, were right on top of Lord Jagannath being carved. And Prabhupada didn't say a word. But then at the time, he just looked at the deities, said thank you. And then afterwards, he said to them, you know, you shouldn't be smoking cigarettes because you've taken a vow, no intoxication. Malati said, I said, what? Cigarettes don't get you high. (laughs) They didn't even realize, you know, that this was... So people didn't understand even the beginning, you know, cigarettes don't get you high. <laughs> They'd given up LSD and whatever, you know. And then, then, then Prabhupada did a very interesting thing. He says, no, you should quit. He said to Shamasundra, how many cigarettes are in a pack? And he said, 20. And how, many do, how, many, how much do you smoke every day? He says, one pack a day. Okay, he says, so tomorrow you smoke your pack. The next day, 19 cigarettes. The next day, 18 cigarettes. 
So on 20 days, you'll be... And so that's what he did. That's how he quit. But he didn't say do it instantly or every day. Decrease one cigarette. Uh, so you have to be on the path. <laughs> so people didn't know very much, you know, uh, about Krishna consciousness. And so the devotees were like very, very, very uh, difficult to deal with uh, sometimes. Harder than they are now. Uh, anyway, so so uh, it wasn't really paradise, but we we should actually become Krishna conscious and uh, make advancement. Whatever we are now, all we have to worry about is the next step that we want to advance in Krishna consciousness. And if we're concerned about what is I have to do next, you should be praying to Krishna, and you'll find out. He'll show you. He's in your heart, and he wants us back. And, and all facility will come. All facility will come. He's not in the business of stopping anybody who wants to become a devotee from becoming a devotee. But sometimes you have to learn a lesson. Yeah, I, I, one person told me, he said, uh, I want Krishna consciousness, but I also want to be rich. So I tried to explain to him that, you know, actually if you get Krishna consciousness, you're going to be satisfied with everything. That's the definition of faith. That if you attain Krishna consciousness, son of a karmakritaha, you will have accomplished everything. But then finally he looked at me and he said, well, I just don't want to be poor like you. <laughs> he said, oh, we had to have more conversation. But <laughs> Yeah? Now what about, you said about this transcendental disagreement? Yeah. And uh, so how does it, we have uh, groups like Wikileaks <coughs> and so on, you talk about the other yeah. Is this just transcendental disagreement? I, don't, I, don't, I think because they've really separated and formed their own community, we, could, we can't say it's, it's transcendental. Uh, we, we could understand. Uh, you know, what their misgivings were and, and why they may have been attracted to that. But that, that uh, I know where it originated. I know the people that made it up. I know these were the people who weren't following the principles of Krishna consciousness. Uh, and and uh, uh, so finally, you know, we, we, we had to say, it's, it, you should... You know, this is not the philosophy that Prabhupada is teaching us. You know, he never said the parampara ends with me. That's just what Rithik is teaching, that Prabhupada is, is, is the last uh, guru and the parampara ends. Prabhupada wanted us to continue it. Uh, but I, I think with the Rithviks, there was a doubt about Prabhupada that they weren't uh, saying. And the doubt is that if Prabhupada had wanted Hamsadudha or whoever, you know, to be a guru, it would have been a mistake. And that therefore, uh, Prabhupada didn't make a mistake, so he really wouldn't, didn't want these people. And some of them really had a great deal of hatred for these, these gurus who had run into problems. Uh, so, but secretly they had doubts about Prabhupada. 
We can never discuss they had doubts about Prabhupada. No, 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 I have no doubts about Prabhupada. So they're kind of concealing something. Uh, and then you would have, you know, I never had this conversation with them because they wouldn't go any further. They wouldn't admit that, that that's what was really going on. There was a really a doubt about Prabhupada. Uh, but Michael, you know, Prabhupada, uh, he was asked, people wanted to know who would do initiation. He, he gave some names. He didn't say, you know, you are my successor, whom I'm anointing. Uh, but these are his best men. These were his best people. They did the most work for him. And I've said to my godbrothers who were upset with them, well, they were his best men. Why weren't you or I any better? That's what we should be looking at. As simple as that. Uh, so for, for them, I don't think that's... A, but within ISKCON, people who still remain, accept the authority of the GBC, I think that's required. You have to accept the authority of the GBC. Because Prabhupada is well, you know, this is the ultimate managing authority. He didn't say any one person, but he did name this body at the head of ISKCON. And, and so I've, sometimes I've disagreed with the GBC as an individual. Individual did do GBC, maybe we talk it over. Uh, but ultimately, whatever is decided, we accept it. And the GBC may change its mind, okay. That's all right. Uh, but but uh, that, so as long as there's this agreement that this is ISKCON and it's under the, the GBC, but, the, you know, the whole Ritvik movement now wants a court case to, to say that, you know, we are not ISKCON. Well, we are not ISKCON. Yeah, yeah. They are ISKCON. They, they, because, I don't know if I should say. We have a court case in Long Island in which... The, the Ritviks took over a, this temple in Long Island, a little temple, two people in it. But it happened to be the original corporation that Prabhupada made when he incorporated ISKCON was a New York corporation. And so because of that, they say we are all of ISKCON, all the in, we are ISKCON, all the income uh, from the BBT should go to us. That's what that's what they're claiming. Anyway, that's there's been this has been going on for some time. It's been delayed, 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 delayed. Uh, well, anyway, we'll see what happens. But that that's that's what they're claiming. They are the real is gone. What is the win? What will we do then? <laughs> That would be very interesting if that happens. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. But we've worked on, you know, we're taking this court case very seriously. And uh, I, I gave uh, depositions, you know, already uh, to the lawyer for the other side. Uh, it's been delayed and delayed and delayed because the, the, the Ritviks in Long Island, they have a lawyer from India and as everybody knows 
Indian law is based on English law, and that's based on delay, 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 delay. Maybe somebody will die, maybe some witnesses will, something, you know. So, but now maybe it's finally going to come. He's still delaying, you know. We had a trial, we had a date set where this is going to go to trial, and, and, uh, and uh, they, he wanted to now have a trial judge because, because the, the, the judge who's now the judge is newly appointed and apparently some people don't think very highly of the judge and think the judge is like not very qualified. But you know, you can appeal and uh, anyway, there's, even if the judge makes a mistake, there's an appeal. An appeal is a trial of the judge by another court. Oh, we'll see what happens. Anyway, that's that's what's going on. So I don't think that's a, a transcendental disagreement. Because the, 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 the transcendental agreement is uh, how should we best serve Krishna? And this is not about that. It's not interested in serving Krishna. Uh, everywhere there's money and assets and, and it's, it's, it's about taking control over Krishna's property. Huh? Transcendental disagreement has actually happened between pure souls. Well, or people who are sincerely trying to become pure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Supposed to have to be pure behind it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, there has to there has to be a pure motive uh, for this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like examples from the Pandavas, for example, they they wrote pure devotees, but they. Yeah, they disagreed among themselves. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder, there's no material qualification to take up uh, Krishna consciousness. That's right. Shraddha, can, it starts off the process. Is it, is it the Shraddha of the soul then? Hmm? It's the Shraddha, it's the, it, it's the Shraddha of the soul. Yeah. And, and how does that start if it is not continued from other lives? It may be continued from other lives. Uh, it may be come from Agyata Sukriti, uh, unknown good deeds. Maybe you served a devotee, uh, this life or the other life. Uh, just, just some, some way, some content. <laughs> Or maybe you can just receive a, you know, when you say causeless mercy, it means mercy we didn't deserve. And to, to me, I, I think the reason our movement began is there were all these people coming to Prabhupada and they were, you know, not fit. I, I know very well that Prabhupada's godbrothers would have never dealt with the people that came to Prabhupada. Because they all then criticizing them later, oh, uh, all your disciples were just drug addicted hippies, there were no high class people. Uh, but, but Prabhupada, these are the people that came. And Prabhupada saw something and uh, uh, gave them prasadam and saw there was some spark and fanned that spark. But I think what really happened, he said to Krishna, you know, I I want to give these people Krishna consciousness. 
these people help these people come to Krishna consciousness. And, probably, and Krishna would have said, you know, well, they're not qualified. And Prabhupada said, I know they're not qualified, but still I want them to have Krishna consciousness. And I think that, that as we saw in today's verse, Krishna felt very indebted to Srila Prabhupada. Because all by himself, at the age, starting at the age of 69, he did this thing, uh, you know, leaving his own country, having no money, uh, finding his way to the West, having spent a number of years making his own translations of the Bhagavatam. You know, did that all by himself. So, you know, Krishna said, look at what he's doing. So now I'm going to give him all help. So I think that, 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 that Krishna himself felt indebted to Prabhupada. And so when he saw how he had sacrificed so much, and done so much, he said, okay, whatever you want, I'll do. And still some accepted and, and, and some... Yeah, you have your free will, you know. There's not uh, uh, the, 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 the the Protestant Calvinists sometimes think there's irresistible grace. You can't God, you know, just takes you over and grabs you. You know, you can't resist it. But we have some free will. Yeah, and so so many people had the advantage and didn't take it. And some people were attracted to Prabhupada, but also wanted that position for themselves. That's called envy. Instead of becoming the servant, you want to be the master. But Prabhupada said, the only thing to my credit, I've always remained the servant. He was always the servant of Bhaktisiddhanta. And he really just picked up where he left off and kept on going. Okay, we've gone on pretty late. No? Yes. Stop. Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai.